Good morning. I want to, to let you know we have a, a guest next Sunday at 9 o'clock, from 9 to 10, 10, 15, something like that, in the multipurpose room down the children's wing. It'll be Angie Johnson uh, from the Bank of the James, and she's a, a manager there. She's going to talk to us in your bulletin if you look at your bulletin. In your bulletin, you have an outline of what some of the bullet points that she'll, she'll be covering. And those are, uh, those are just a few of the things that she'll be covering. And we're going to try to uh, give you a comprehensive or uh, a total financial package in the things that we are doing. I'm teaching on Act Wise in the Kingdom of God with your finances. That's what I'm teaching on the series. So what I'm trying to do is, is, is offer you a lot of different things. We also have coming up in about two weeks, uh, we have a lawyer coming in, and he's going to talk to us um, on a Wednesday night. It's the Wednesday, the, the first Wednesday after Father's Day. So whatever Father's Day is on a Sunday, I think it's the third Sunday, something like that, so that that uh, Wednesday, uh, we have a lawyer coming in, and he's going to talk to us about wills. And uh, how many of you have a will? Okay. All right. Um, in Virginia, you don't have to have a, a will as far as your possession will go to your, uh, your children if anything happened to you or something like that. But uh, I'm telling you that, that he's going to explain to us a lot of different things that we might not have been aware of uh, because I found that it's still scriptural. So we're talking about, you say, well, what? We want a lawyer coming in you talk to the church talking about, talking about that. It's going to be at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. Uh, because we know in scripture something had happened, and I'll tell you about it before that time, and the person was not prepared. He didn't prepare his family. So what happened was that his family was lost. Uh, what to do? And I'm sure you, you, you probably know the story, but I won't tell it to you now. Uh, then we're going to have an insurance person come in also. And you say, well, what do we want an insurance person come in for? Uh, well, we do know that sometimes things happen unexpectedly, and those are also opportunities where you need to have provisions for yourself, and you, if you do it at a younger age, uh, for your children, for your grandchildren, or whoever it is, and for you also, it's just knowledge, knowledge and understanding. That's what we're trying to offer you in the total package. Then in the fall of the year, we're going to have a financial series that, that you can uh, get into in a specialized program. We've had it here a couple of times, uh, Dave Ramsey, uh, his financial series, but uh, we're going to do it a little bit different, but it's going to still be Dave Ramsey uh, series. And, and uh, Elder Sam, he's checking on it now. So all that was in the, in the uh, announcements that I wanted to give to you. Now, in, also in your bulletin, we have a review. We have that in, in your bulletin also, so you can also look in the review. You can look online at uh, cornerstonelynchburg.com, and it'll have the, the message. If you missed the message, it'll have messages there uh, that you can catch up on things that you might not have uh, caught on to. Let's open our bowels to Luke chapter 16. 
and that's our foundational scripture that we said we're, we're going over. It's our cornerstone scripture. We're in Luke 16. We'll review just reading. We're going to just read the first verse, review, review there. And he was also saying to his disciples, there was a rich man who had a manager, a, a steward, and we said what a steward was last week, and he reported to him that he was squandering his possessions. And I want to uh, ask this young man to come up, um, John. Is John here today? John. Was it? John said he was a steward. He called me and said, man, I was a steward. I said, you were a steward, John? And so tell us about it, the congregation. Because I think the congregation need to hear from other members of the congregation sometimes if they have things that uh, they can share. One thing I've learned in the three, uh, about four years Robin and I have been here, if you talk with pastor about an idea or too, mu- too much on a subject, <laughs> too much, come on, bro. You will be picked to volunteer for something. <laughs> <laughs> After the sermon last week, I called Pastor and I just told him that um, for about a 15-year period up in Baltimore, I was a shop steward for one of the local unions up there. And um, as he's going over the biblical sense of the word, it just dawned on me, you know, I got uh, put it together that the shop steward, the union shop steward, does, does the same thing. They look after the best interest of the men in his particular group. And um, that's what he does. He looks after their interests. He protects them as far as union laws and rules go. And um, the more Pastor talked about it, the more I saw correlation. I just wanted to tell Pastor, I mean, I know he realizes this, but I wanted wanted to say to him that um, our country, our laws, our rules, Constitution, Bill of Rights, everything is based on biblical truths. And... It's all throughout our life. If you really search for it, when those words, that word, uh, shop sort for union, excuse me, was uh, first used in 1904. And that's when the labor, uh, union labor was first getting rolling in this country. So they adopted that term. It was a term used in England, and they adopted it here. And I know they got it from the Bible. Praise God. Same meaning. <laughs> That's all it was. Thank you, bro. Okay. Uh, Steve, great. Uh, can you come up a minute? Uh, would you put on the slide there, I have some books up there. And on these books, uh, yeah, there you go. I asked Steve, I said, Steve, I need a visual because we have some visual-minded people okay. in our congregation. All right. And uh, I said, Steve, do you have a, a building that uh, you could give me some plans for because we're building from a foundation. We've got to put the walls up. We've got to put the roof on and things like that. And you said, oh, what I do have was. Well, this is, this is the, uh, the Virginia Building Code, which is currently in force right now. And uh, this is a very important book. Before you even uh, put the first uh, shovel in the ground, you need to know what's in, in the building code. Uh, the, uh, the two books here, one, one of the books is for commercial buildings, and the second one is for residential and actually, the residential is just a tad thicker than the uh, the one for the commercial buildings. So, uh, and and residential buildings can be actually quite complex. 
than, than just your standard old little box building that you might have a, a, a retail store in. So, uh, but they're very important. Uh, those rules are actually, uh, these are the minimum standards that everything in, in Virginia has to be built by. And I said minimum because minimum doesn't necessarily mean that's going to give you a good building. It doesn't guarantee that you can have a good building or a, or a nice building or a pretty building or one that you're going to be comfortable in. But those are the minimum standards. And in some cases, it's, it's, it's much wiser to go above and beyond those minimum standards uh, in, in, in building your building. Thank you, Steve. Okay. Now, Steve is a... Uh, like a structural engineer, and so I asked Steve because he knows more than I know uh, about the structural things. And so I said, well, Steve, I need to, need to know this stuff. How many know that this is our code, right? This is our code. <laughs> and uh, these, these laws, these spiritual laws that we're going over, they will give us a building that will withstand anything. That the enemy wants to, wants to throw at us, anything, it will uh, withstand. So I said, thank God for that. Now, now let's, um, when we're talking about stewardship, I'm going to keep going here uh, and just read 2 through 9 where we stopped last week. And he called him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give an accounting of, of your management for you are no longer uh, going to be steward. And the Manager said to himself, I'll use steward and manager interchangeable. What shall I do? Since my, ma- my management is taken away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm too ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do. I will, uh, when I'm removed from management, and I know that people will welcome me in their homes. And so what he did, he started counseling the debt. And now that's where we left off at. In uh, Chapter 8, we gave our first principle, which is be more shrewd than the world. We need to be more shrewd than the world. And uh, verse 8 says that, And his master praised the unrighteous manager because he acted shrewdly, for the sons of this age are more shrewd in their relation to their own kind than the sons of life. I said that is not a good, that is not a good testimony that, that, that the people of the world are wiser, which shrewd means uh, one of the words for shrewd, uh, foresight, understanding, all those type of things. We're supposed to be using our code, our building code that God has given us, if we're going to build finances, if we're going to build anything, we need to be using our building code because we want to build a sound structure that can withstand anything the world system will try to throw at us. Verse 9 says, And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by means of the wealth of unrighteousness so that when it fails, they will receive you in eternal dwelling. So we went through that. And that... Uh, one, basically, you see on your uh, outline on the, on the, on the other, other side of the bulletin is number two, which told you use money in a kingdom way uh, uh, so that you can have eternal rewards. Now, we stop there. Let's go from there. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, and let's amplify that. I said I was going to give some examples, and rather than uh, keep going over the the, the laws right now, I'm going to hit some examples, and then I'll add some more laws to it next week, and then I'll put some more examples. Matthew 6, chapter 19. Let's go there.
Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. Do not, he's saying, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Now, if I'm not going to store up treasures for myself, that is not just a suggestion. This is what God is telling us to do. Now, in my Bible is read, so we know that Jesus is talking. So we say, okay, if I know this kingdom law, don't store up treasures for myself, how can I balance this other scripture that I know, that I read in Proverbs that says, look to the ant, you slugger, because the ant starts working in the summer, all the picnics we have and the cookouts and things like that. The ants, <laughs> the ants pick up the food there, they'll take it down in the hole. They are providing for this themselves for the time to come. Winter, is that correct? You know, and, and animals do it. Little squirrels do that. They'll, they'll take little nuts and they'll, they'll go hide it somewhere. And then in the winter, they'll dig it up. So how can I balance this out? What is God talking about when he says don't store up treasures for himself? Because I, I know he's not contradicting himself. So what's the balancing of that? You know, that's what we want to talk about. We want to uh, talk about that as we go. You'll start hearing the rules and laws, and you'll say, okay, how's this going to apply? We will tell you how to, how to apply also. Verse 20, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. So now we have, I don't want to store it up here, but I do want to store it up in heaven. And he's talking about my treasure. And we know that we, if we don't work, we don't eat, so we know we have to uh, provide something for us here. I can't take everything that, that I, I uh, God provides for me through my work or anything like that uh, to not eat anything because I would die. So he doesn't mean that. So uh, what is he talking about? Lay up treasures in heaven. It says, whether neither uh, moth or rust destroys and thieves don't break into steel. And this is a key thing. For, so he's telling us, don't do it here, do it there. Our treasures, because where your treasure is, Finish it for me. Okay, there your heart will be also. Now, that's what he's telling us. What is God after? I've told you many times, what is God after? Is he, is he after your money? Is he after your children? Is he after this? Is he after that? What does he want? Your heart. He wants your heart. He wants you. He wants all of you. And that's important. Where is our heart? There's a whole issue with finances in the whole kingdom of God, where is your heart? And he says that I can tell where your heart is by where your treasure is. It's just like a, a, a principle we have in the word of God that says, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So I can say, I love you, God. I love you, Jesus. You're my all in all. But if I don't keep his commandments, that means that I really don't love him as much as I say I love him. So my degree of love needs to be matched with my degree of obedience. Well, he's saying here that if you say your treasure is here on earth, you can't say your heart is with me. Only if your treasure is with me Will your heart be with me? Now, we know that to be true. Uh, those of you who are married, you don't want 
uh, someone to be unfaithful to you and say, well, sweetheart, but my, my, my heart is with you. You say, no, your heart's not with me. Your heart's not with me. It might be partial with me, but it's not fully with me. Jesus wants our whole heart, doesn't he? So we're supposed to love him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our strength. We're supposed to, everything belongs to him. And that's what he's saying here. He says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So how is he going to measure where our heart is since we know it's a hard thing? David was a man after God's heart. We want to have a heart towards God. How can we be assured that our heart is towards God? By making sure our treasure is with him in heaven. So that's what we've got to find out. Okay, how can I get my treasures from here to there? What are my treasures? I have to do all that too. I've got to find out about my treasures. Now, your treasures, of course, uh, is not science, rocket scientists on this. It's anything that you possess that's valuable. Right? If you, if you, have, a, if you have a penny... And you say, this is, this is a penny. Now, you know, I make, you know, $10, uh, but this is a penny. This is my treasure. I'm going to put my treasure right there. That's, that's my treasure. Well, we know that's not treasure because we've seen pictures. We've heard of pictures. We've heard of movies where people, pirates, are going looking for lost treasures, right? They're not going looking for something insignificant. They're not looking. They're not going to waste their time, their uh, money. They're not going to waste... Their uh, life going looking for something that's not going to cause them to be wealthy. Is that correct? Where is our treasure? Where is our treasure? What are the things that we, uh, those possessions we possess, all those things, where are those things? Where are they? Are they here on earth? Are they in heaven? So that's why our treasures are our possessions, finances. Uh, clothes, all those things that, that can be bought with uh, the, our hard-earned labor, those things are still our treasures. Where are our treasures? That's what we want to find out. Let's go to Luke 12, thir- verse We're still talking about finance, so we need to find out all the places Jesus is talking about finances and then plug them into all these different areas here. And we are talking about that we want to really uh, do something in our first two laws that we said. We want to be shrewd with our finances, we want more, more shrewd than the world. We also want to make sure we're uh, using our finances in a kingdom way in order to make sure we have eternal rewards. So we're looking at these scriptures to see. Verse 13, chapter 12 of Luke. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the family inheritance with me. So now he's talking about money now. Talking about finances. The family inheritance, treasure, the family inheritance. They're arguing over it. And you, you, you get the picture. 14, but he said to him, man, who appointed me a judge, arbitrator over you? Then he said to them, beware and be on your guard against 
every form of greed. For not even when one has an abundance does his life consist of his possessions. So now we know that our life does not consist of our possessions. Our life doesn't consist of that. He doesn't measure our life, spiritual life, with our possessions. So if someone tells you, oh, I'm a spiritual man because I'm, I'm wealthy. No, God doesn't measure our life with our possessions. So we, we know that to be true. So then he tells them a parable. The land of a rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself, saying, what should I do since I have no place to store my crops? Now, his crops happen to be his treasure because his crops can be translated into finances because he's an agricultural person here. Verse 18. Now, then he said, this is what I do. I would tear down my bonds and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease, eat and drink, and be merry. Now, we can, we can if we are thinking now, we are not there. I don't, have a, I don't have a bond on my property. No bond. So I, I can't even relate to this because I don't have crops. I don't have a garden. So I said, well, we do have a flower garden. So we do have that. And we had to keep the deer away from them. And, and I know some people have a garden. They have, they have a garden. Some people have a garden. I've asked them. They have a garden. And they, the deer eat that too. And so I said, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, so okay, now, God, God, how can I translate this into everyday life for us here uh, at Cornerstone Community Church, how can I relate this to, to us in modern days? How can you store up something for yourself that Jesus say, I can sit back in my recliner, my lazy boy recliner, prop up my feet, and I can enjoy myself with a cup of coffee. I don't drink coffee, but some people do. And I can drink, uh, you know, iced tea. I can drink sweet tea at that now. I can drink uh, uh, Kool-Aid, you know. I can, I can just uh, eat some nachos. You know, I can, I can, uh, I can do all those type of things. I can just have it made. Have it made. Do we think that way today? Absolutely, because, cause, because how many of you would like to say, I invested in McDonald's way back when they first started, and now I have uh, multi, multi-millions of dollars just come in. I do nothing. I do nothing. And And... If anybody asks me for any money, I'll say, my money is tied up. Oh, I'm sorry. It's tied up. You know? It's tied up in stocks and bonds and things like that. We do that today, don't we? We do that today because we call it retirement, don't we? Come on, don't we? How many want a, a large retirement fund so that you can uh, set it easy back and 
Just enjoy yourself. Come on, don't lie to, to the man. Come on, yeah, there you go. I saw five hands. You lied. Come on. Man, y'all got, I can't believe that, Jack. We raised our hand, and they don't want, they don't want no retirement. Good. You're not going to get Social Security. You're not going to get nothing, you know, because it's going to be gone, you know. <laughs> be honest with me now. Come on now. You know you want retirement. You know you want something. When you get old and somebody, you don't want somebody looking after you, and they, you can't do you want to have, have it easy, don't you? You want to have it easy. And if you, you want to live by yourself, you don't want your children to have it. You should have don't want to go to an old people home, do you? No, you don't want to do that. So, so what do you do? I want, I, want, I want to have plenty of money. So we can relate to this because this is what this man did, didn't he? He laid up his head. He said, I, I, I don't have to worry about it because I'm going to tear these things out. I'm going to tear it down. I'm going to do that. Now, now you know, and see some of you. I I, I I can I can see it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I can see it because some of you are thinking. See now, he doesn't want us to have any retirement. He wants us to be be seventy years old and broke. You know, he's not going to take care of us. I'm not going to be foolish. I didn't say that, did I? Because I, I, why would you think I would bring somebody in with wheels and you don't have any money? You don't need to have a wheel. You don't have nothing, right? You don't have anything. No need to have a will, right? No need to talk about insurance because you can't afford it. You can't buy it, right? I don't care if it doesn't cost, for, you know, $10 for, for you know, $500,000 worth of term insurance. You can't buy it because you're not going, you don't have any money, right? See, I'm not talking about that because I'm providing for you opportunities because I think insurance is important. I think our wills are important, so I'm trying to provide you. So I'm not saying you shouldn't have anything. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that what is God saying in this thing? See, he's saying something to us, and if we don't grasp what he's saying, we're going to be going just like that unjust steward, unrighteous steward that was not a good steward. He squandered his master's possession. He squandered it. And you say, well, I don't think that all I have is the Lord's. Well, I can tell you, um, can you flash on the screen Psalm 40, or 20, Psalm 24, verse 1 for me, and come back to here where we are. Can, can you do that for me, please? Psalm 24, verse 1. I want you to look at it uh, on the screen. Look at it on the screen. What belongs to the Lord? The earth. Where do we live? On the earth. We're not in Mars. We're not on Mars now. We live on the earth. So the earth is the Lord's. You say, well, that's dirt. He's talking about dirt. He's not talking about me. Well, see, he knew you were going to say that. So, <laughs> so <laughs> he said here, he said, and what? Are you in the earth? Are you on Jupiter? Where are you? You know, you are in the earth. So that means that if you are a Christian, you belong to the Lord. If you are not yet saved, you belong to who? The Lord. If you're backslidden, you belong to who? The Lord. The earth and all that it contains belongs to the Lord. So therefore, we have to be good stewards. We have to be good stewards. Because it's his. So nothing we have is ours. The breath that we breathe is not ours. The earth, 
all that it contained. So he, he put atmosphere together, didn't he? He put the right, uh, n- uh, um, I guess, the right amount of oxygen and all those type of things that it contains, right, so we can breathe and put our lungs together and our system together so we can breathe oxygen and we can live. He put all that together. So we can't take it for granted that our life, our day, our minute, our second belongs to us. Nothing belongs to us. We've got to be able to let us go back to Luke, to Luke now, uh, 12, that's where we were. And we're talking about this par- parable, and, and he, he, he tore down his bonds. And verse 20, that's where we are. But God said to him, and this is specific, you don't have to look it up in the Greek. God said to him, this is a parable, who is he talking to? The person who says that I'm going to lay up for myself all these possessions I have, which is, he's talking about the, the produce of the land, which gave an abundance. And who gave him the abundance? God. Who calls it the rain? God. Who calls the sun to shine? God. Who calls the deer not to eat it? God. Right? <laughs> so now, he says that I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about myself here. But God said to him, now, children, don't, don't, um, don't repeat this. Parents, don't repeat this to your children. You fool, this very night, your soul is required of you. Now, he didn't know that. He didn't know that he's about to die. He didn't know that. You see? And we say, well, that's why we need insurance, because we, didn't know, we don't know when we're going to die. Well, that's true. So now we're, 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 we're thinking now. You're thinking. That's what I want you to do. You're thinking. But you, you can, do you know you can be insurance poor? Just like you can be house poor? You know that? House poor means that you have a house that, that you, your, your cost of the house is costing you just about everything. You can't do nothing else. You can't do a thing. Nothing. But pay your mortgage. You know, you're just surviving. Nothing else that you have is house poor. You can be, you can be insurance poor, too, because you can have so much insurance, you, you're covered. You know, you're covered. <laughs> but it's taking everything for insurance. You don't have anything else. This person right here took everything, put it in his bonds after he tore them down and built bigger bonds. He won't do nothing else with his finances. He said, I'm looking out the me when I get old. He's not going to get old. He didn't know it. I'm not going to get old because he says that you're going to die this night. And now who will own what you have prepared? And we all going to say, hey, my children. Well, we don't know. We don't know how long they're going to live. We don't know whether they're going to squander it. We don't know anything, do we? We don't know anything. Verse 21. Now he tells us a, a law. It's very important. He says, so is the man. What do you mean, so is the man? What do you mean by that, Jesus? So is the man. The same way it is with the, with the parable I just said, so is the man who stores up treasures for himself. And if he was left it there, it would have been bad news, wouldn't it? It would have been bad news. That means that, oh, Jesus said I can't store up anything. No, he didn't say that. You can store up as much as you want to. You can store up a billion dollars for yourself. It doesn't matter with God. 
what Master God are the next one, two, three, four, five, six words. And, that's one of them, is not, that's three, rich towards God. That is the most important thing to the Lord, being rich towards him. What else, else you do is fine with him. Fine. You can have $5 billion worth of insurance. You can have, uh, you know, you can have all your, all, all your things in stocks and bonds. You can do anything you want to do. He does not care because all of it belongs to him anyway. Is that correct? But what he does care about is your heart. He cares about your heart. So my heart has to be towards him. Only way he knows that if I'm, my treasure is with him. That's the only way he knows because he said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So he says that in another way, that's the same way he's saying this, and is not rich towards God. Rich towards God is having your treasures in heaven. Did you hear what it said? It's important now. Rich towards God is having your treasures in heaven. You don't have to put everything in heaven. You can, you can have all you want to on the earth. You can, ha- you can have a house so big, you can have 24 bedrooms with 24, no, you need 25, 25 baths. Because, see, you need a, bed, you need a bathroom for every room. Then you need a, a guest bathroom. You know, just for the, for the ones who come in that you, you know, downstairs, you know, because when, when somebody comes to lunch, so you don't want them going upstairs and nobody's the bedroom. Use the bathroom. So then you've got to have one downstairs. So you, you can have all that, right? All the investments you want, you can have everything you want, as long as you are rich towards God. That's all, he's talking, that's all he's talking about. Because if you're rich towards God, where's your heart? Towards God in heaven. Uh, are we understanding now? You say, okay, that's good. I hear you now, I hear you. But now, how do I, how do I get this check that my employer gave me from here on earth to the seventh heaven or on up to you, God? How do I get my, <laughs> my treasures there? Because, you know, you can scan in the computer. Computer can go a lot of different places, but they're not going to heaven. Right? They ain't going to heaven. Okay? So how do I do this thing? How do I get my, my money here? Okay, let's look over in another, another place. Uh, let's look in verse 31. Let's go down to verse 31. Right there, we're in the same chapter, verse 31. It says here, But seek his kingdom. Now, I, I'm not going to read all of that right there. That, that's, not, that's not important right now. It's important in, in, in another message, but right now. But seek the, his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father, capital F, has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. We're talking about act wise in the kingdom of God, financially. He's saying that it's his pleasure to give you the kingdom. He doesn't want to hold the kingdom. Jesus said the kingdom of God is, is near. I mean, it is here. The kingdom of God, he, he wants to give that to you. He's so glad to give it to you. So this is what he said. The way you get your paycheck from here to there 
He says, sell your possessions. This is one way now. There's many, many, many ways we're going to talk about through the course of this series. Sell your possessions because a person say, I don't have anything. I don't have a thing. Everything is in stocks and bonds. Everything is, I, I, I don't have anything. You know, I, I have, it's like this one, one, one person, athlete, had so many cars in his garage that he had to move cars all around to get to this one car he wanted to use that particular day. And he got so many cars. Okay, and we're talking about a garage, not a two-car garage, not a three-car garage, not a four-car garage. We're talking about, we're talking about teens, I mean cars. And all of them are, money, I mean, money cars. Okay? So that's what, that's what this person now was thinking. He said, he said, look, sell your possessions. So this person said, I don't have anything. Go sell one of those cars. You know, he said, well, what am I going to sell it for? And give to charity. And give to charity. Man, you said the pool going to always be, to, be with his wife. I'm going to give to him. They're going to always be here. I can't, I can't make a dent on it. Right? I can't make a dent on the pool. They're always going to be with us. So why give to any poor person? Let them all die. Right? No. Uh-uh. Why are they always going to be with us? Because it's a, one way we're going to get our treasures from where? Here to there. It's give to the poor. Now, in, in Scripture, uh, especially in the Old Testament, there, there, there are different types of poor. Okay, so we're not, we're not teaching on poor today. Uh, so there are different types of poor. So he says here, the sale which you have, give to the poor. Make yourselves money belts which do not wear out. An unfailing treasure where? Oh, come on, come on. We can get our treasures from here to heaven by giving to the poor. By giving to the poor. We do that as a church. We give to the poor. We get to feed the children's ministry. We get, you know, there's people that die in foreign countries that are, that are Christians and they leave families and people that are martyred them. The voice of the martyrs, we give to the voice of the martyrs. We give to the poor. We go, uh, on, the reason I did that because because we do Personally, our own personal household, whenever we give to the poor. But also, I wanted, when I became the pastor, I wanted to make sure the church is prospering, the church is lining up with the scriptures so that anything you give, it's going to help you get treasures from here to there. You see, you might not know it, and I've told you that before, but you, especially, I guess, because I don't tell you every day. Every Sunday, I don't tell you. Okay, but we, do the, we, we, we obey the scriptures, in other words, as a church, so that you'll be protected as you give your finances. Okay? An unfailing tre- treasure. Well, can a thief break in and steal it? No thief going to come break, break in, <laughs> on, in the throne room. No, 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 no. How about rust or moth? Can they get in? Moth eat clothes. Rust eat rust. Corrode things, uh, cars, mechanical things, all these toys. It'll do that. Then he states again, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we've given you one way that you can get your treasure from here to there. There are many ways. And we did not tell you, do not, please, do not leave here thinking that he doesn't want us. He's trying to, I know what he's trying to do. 
He's trying to give us to give all our money to the church. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you don't have to give anything to the church. You don't have to give anything to the church. Say, I'm going to give you ways to prosper. Now, prosper means success. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you ways to succeed. In the kingdom of God, one way is giving to charity. You don't have to give to the, you, you don't have to designate, say, uh, this money right here, I want to give to the voice of the mother, I want to give there. You don't have to do that. Okay, it's, it's going to be done. Some of your money is going to be used anyway to do it because we are looking out for you. That's what we're doing. Okay? But you can do that on your own also, in addition. The only thing I'm concerned about is obeying the scripture. Where your treasure is, there your heart be also. And we could easily say, we need to stop giving to all these organizations uh, that we give to because we don't have enough ourselves. We could say that. We could say that. Because we don't have enough ourselves. But you know what? Why in the world would I do that? Why in the world would I take the means that God has given us, the building code, as Steve Gregor said, why would I take, and I know that this is a minimum building code in Virginia, and, and then violate it? What do I know going to happen? The house is not going to be sound. This is minimum. Minimum. Why would I take something that God has said, and, and I know the storms of life are coming, because we still have a devil. <laughs> so we know that he's going to be, after us, he knows the rules and regulations. He knows the spiritual principles. He's hoping that he can get you so you're not in understanding today. He's hoping to get you in a situation where uh, pressure come against your finances so you won't give to the poor. He's hoping to get you in a situation where you got thorns and all these things come up. You know, like um, uh, we had to pay property tax recently. Uh, and, and say, well, I had to pay property tax this year, this, this month right here, so therefore I can't give to the poor this month. No, we're going to give to the, to the poor just like the government takes it out of our tax, out of our, our finance. It's just like that. When I get it, I'm going to give it, simple and plain. Before we do anything, the first check we write is to the church and to the organization, to the poor. That's the first thing we're going to do. I don't care. You say, well, don't, do, you, do you figure out how much you're going to have left? I don't care. He said, be careful for nothing, didn't he? And what was above all this other stuff that I, I said, it's not important for the day to, to go over today. It's not important to go over today. He told me, don't be worried about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what you're going to wear, what, all that kind of stuff. He said, don't you know that the birds of the air, they're fed, right? The lilies of the field, they're clothed, Right? Oh, you have little faith, it said. Right? Then it says, <laughs> you know, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. That's why I read that part. Right? He said, be of good cheer, my little flock. is your father's place to give you the kingdom. That's, what goes, that's how it goes together. So we're going to either trust God, like Minerva said, we're going to have to walk in faith or we're going to have to walk in doubt. Okay? And you can doubt God. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you the best that God has. And everything he has is the best. All right? Because <laughs> I'm going to give you word. That's all I'm going to give you, word. And, and, and you, 
I was not going to say, I'm going to give you the best that I have. Uh, those words are in my thoughts that come out, but the Holy Spirit choked them. Because <laughs> he said, don't you say that, you know, uh, because I don't have a best. My best is him, right? So, so the only thing I can give you is the word of God, and I'm going to give you the word of God, and I'm going to give it to you in all different areas so that when, you, when we finish the financial series, you're going to say, I know, I have understanding of how to succeed in the kingdom of God. And believe me, God has already given you the victory to succeed here on earth. Because all that's his is yours. That's what he told me. And that's what he told me. Did he tell you that? He said, all that that I have is yours. Right? What's his is mine. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Heirs of Almighty God, aren't we? So if you're a joint heir, that means that everything he has is jointly yours, right? Is that right? Huh? Everything that's Lord's is what? Lord's. Everything that's Lord's is what? Lord's, isn't it? Isn't it? Right. You know, I didn't ask y'all, didn't you? Okay, because... <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he already told me, Stella, that you don't work as his. You see? And Stella, you already know it's yours, don't you? Who writes the check? You do. There you go. There you go. All right. Praise God. Let's stand to your feet. Praise God. You, you probably... Um, <laughs> I want you to have fun. I really do. I want you to have fun uh, with finance because, see, people, people they, they get bent out of shape when, when they talk about finance. I want you to have fun because it's fun to operate in the kingdom of God. It's fun because, I tell you, I was reading in my, and, 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 and I'm not going to keep I, I was reading today, this morning, my devotional time, about how uh, they built a temple. Can you believe it? How they beat the temple, they say. Do you know that they overlaid that thing with gold? With gold. Gold. Fine gold, pure gold. The temple, he said, the temple, he said, does not belong to uh, man. It belongs to God. We're building this thing for God. That's what David was saying when he was uh, amassing all the materials and things for Solomon, his son, uh, to, to build the temple. God gave him everything, all the dimensions, for him to give to Solomon. And I said, wow, the temple today is here. Every single person that's born again is the temple of the living God. And Every last one of you are built wonderfully and fearfully before God, isn't it? He didn't make no jump. Is that right? And I said, I said, God, this is this correlation is so so awesome because uh, it was it's a marvelous temple, marvelous temple. God made us marvelous. That's what He made us, and we're His. And I said, God, oh praise God, I like that. I said, God, I can I can I can track with that. Part. I can track with that. And if you have not given your life to Jesus Christ today, 
You can't say you're the temple of the living God. You can't say it. You can't say it. And what I want to do is give an opportunity. If anybody here has not given their life to Jesus Christ, today is a day of salvation. So if anyone here, I want you to just raise your hand. I'll pray with you. I won't call you out. I'll just pray. Just raise your hand. Put it back down. I'll pray with you. Anybody here have given your life to Jesus Christ? If you have not, just pray and put it back down. Or if you're here and you say, well, I'm like the, the son who went away, or the daughter who went away, but I want to come back to the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to live this successful life. And I want to learn the kingdom rule. God, I want to be in right standing with you. I want that intimacy with you because I've strayed. If that's you, would you raise your hand and put it back down? I'll just pray with you. Anybody? Anybody? I'll pray with you. If you want to return to the Lord, you want to intimacy with the Lord that you don't have now. Anybody? Thank you again for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Our website is cornerstonelynchburg.com. You may call us at 434-847-4796, and our physical address is 525 Old Graves Mill Road in Lynchburg, Virginia.